աշտերոչը։ Շատ ուրախ եմ, որ մենք ներսենք մտել մի շատ օրդնյալ ամսվա մեջ, որ դեկտեմբեր ամիսն է։ Որ ամպողջ աշխարքի մեջ տոնում են Հիսուսի ծնունդը այս ամիսը։ And even in countries who are mainly Islamic, you could see the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And there are millions of millions of candles which are turned on and lights that are turned on because of the birth of Jesus. Nobody, nobody else's birthday is celebrated in such a way. Of course, there are so many other prophets that have come to the world, but not nobody is like Jesus. And we are so blessed to have a Savior like Jesus Christ. That through his birth, he changed everything in the world. In this few days, a few Sundays, I wanted us more to think about the birth of Jesus. But because we have said that 2007 would be the, the year of evangelism, And we have seriously decided to, to uh, you know, tell uh, people about Jesus yes. as much as we can. And then I believe that all of you can participate in this. This, this, this is not just the purpose of our church here. And the purpose of the church in the morning, the Persian church and the Persian church in Finchley, we all have the same aim this year. And we, we have actually decided to choose a, a number as well. Well, we actually believe that the Lord can give us a hundred Muslims who will come to the Lord Iranian in, in this church as well as that church in And we are praying for those 200 people. So how many do Armenians want? Oh. Of course, you can have the same sort of purpose and pray for those people. So in order to be ready for that day, we are going to, for the next three weeks, we are going to speak about different methods and different ways of uh, talking to people about Jesus. And the best example we can have is in John chapter 4. We'll read it in Armenian, and because we don't want to waste too much time, then you can follow it in English. John chapter 4, 3 to 26. <speaking in Hebrew> Այն դեղի մոտ, որ հագոպը դբավ իր ոչին հովսեսին։ Եվ հագոպի մի աղբյուրը կարանդեր։ Եվ Հիսուսը ճանապարհից բացակած այդ աղբյուրը բրա նետեց ու ժամը բեցին թե մեր։ 
Arts Samariatis Miginiega, Vorchurhan, Isusu Nora Nasset, in Churdur Kamen, Voravedem Nora Shagetner, Kakien Ganatzer, Ugera Gurarne. Samarasikine Lassas Doran, Tuvor Heriayes, Inquisit is Dani Churuzum of Kamel, Vorbi Samariatikine, Voravedem Herianer Chen Hardabum Samariatineri Het, Isusu Padas Hanet Yabasas Doran, Yeto Asuto Barkeviki de Nair, Yepovena, Amena Cheris or Homovatarchal Gazarabit, but over Hemain Jeris for Yeskatam Noran, Nahavitian Kitsarabit. I, I'm Jura for Yeskatam Noran, Jerry Akur Guliner Norano, who have been a gang Yankee Hamar Pahi, in Noran Asat, Der, Dorinza Jura, or Chitarabem, Yevchika Master Churhaneru. Is also Noran Asat, Kanagan Chirko Martin, Yevyeg Iste. Gina Padaschanes Yavasats, Yes Marchunem, Isusu Noran Asats, Lava Sasitem Marchunes, Borovedev, to Hink Martes Unetzel, Yev Navor Hima Unis, Comarteche, Tajish Maritasatir, Gina Noran Asats, Der, Desmember to Marcareis, Mer Hire as Saruma Yerger Bakuchunari, Yev took Asumecte, Mier Saguman Nevor, and Deve Urbetke Yerger Bakuchudane. Jesus Noran Asats, Gin, Havatains, Vor Jamana Uka, Vor Ein Jamana, Watch as Saruma, Yerger Bake, Hora, Ye Watcher Yerusalem, Tuk Yerger Pakumek Noran, Ye Tuk Chikitek, Meng Yerger Pakumek Noran, Vor Kiten, Voravete, Perkutuna, Hrianerisene, Pat Jamana Uka, Ye Himae, Vor Jishmai, Yerger Bakogner, Hoko, Ye Jishmanutuno, Yerger Bakan Hora, Voradev Hyper Light Pesewuzum, Ir Yerger Bakoneri, Aspat Hoki, Yem Noran Yerger Bakoner, Betty Hokov, Jishmar Buchuno, Yerger Bakin, Gin Nasas Noran, Kitem for Messian Bidika, or Christos Gochum, Yefor Naka, Amen Pang Bat Mimes, Isus Noran Nasat, Yesembor, Kezetem Kosum. What did you understand from this story? Can you actually find anybody like Jesus who can lead somebody to the Lord like that? A lot of people say we don't know what way we can bring people to the Lord. And this is an example of how Jesus approached one person in order to save him, save her. And then we want to uh, think about the methods that Jesus used in this. Uh, and I'm sure that if we concentrate, we can learn a few things from it. The first thing that it was through the, um, the leadership of the Holy Spirit uh, that Jesus went to the town of Samaria. Who he wanted to go towards Galilee. Normally Jews never went through Samaria. 
Because they thought of them as unclean. And they didn't have any relationship with Sumerian people. It was, they were supposed to go to, if they, they used to take the longest uh, cut. And they used to go around Galilee towns in order to get somewhere because they didn't want to go through Samaria. But the word of God says it was necessary for Jesus to go through Samaria. Because he was seeking after one um, sheep who was uh, lost. The Spirit of God led him to go through Samaria. And it is very, very important for us when we want to talk to somebody about Jesus, we are led by the Spirit of God. And then we just pray here when we have prayer meeting, oh, please fill us with your Holy Spirit. So that we can be directed by the Holy Spirit in order to go and find people and bring them to you. When the Holy Spirit um, leads us, guide us, then we will be able to love all peoples. No, we will not be disrespectful to any nation. We will never think of anybody as unclean. We will never be enemies with anybody. And we will be open, our bosom will be open to accept anybody and any, anybody. If you want to uh, continue uh, on Jesus' footsteps, Jesus accepted everybody. And Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will never reject him. And today we will have to have the same way of thinking as Jesus did. And it is said that the black man wanted to go to church. But the, the city that she was, he was living in, there were few churches, but they only accepted white people in there. And then one day when he went in one of them, the first guy was sitting there said, I'm so sorry, this is uh, for whites only. So after he tried few churches, he was quite disappointed. So he sat in front of the church door and started crying. Then he said that Jesus, uh, even in your house, they won't accept me. And then he saw a vision that Jesus came along. He came to the church and he uh, got hold of this guy and he said, don't worry about this. He says, it's not only you who they're not letting you. They haven't even let me in in the church. He says, let's go and we'll worship together. And this happens today in a lot of people. We Armenian people have the same. And we see this in other nations as well. And if you accept them in the church, or if you might accept them in the church, but you don't have such a connection with them. We want to accept a lot of people to come to church. But who is going to say welcome to them? Who is going to go and give them a warm welcome? Who is going to go forward and respectfully accept them in your midst? It is our job to do that. That it doesn't matter in what level you are. And we have to look at everybody the same way as Jesus is looking at them. And the second method Jesus uses in this part is this. He was respecting this woman. He asked her for some water. Normally, it's the little one who asks, uh, um, you know, an older person for something. 
If a very important person goes to a, a smaller person or younger person and asks them of something, he gives them quite a lot of respect for doing so. He, he himself, Jesus, was the fountain of life. But he asked her for some water. He gave him Uh, worth. He was like humbled himself in his her presence. He says, may I have some water? You cannot bring anybody to the Lord if you are proud. If you look at yourself as you're better than anybody else, you can never win anybody for the Lord. And Jesus humbled himself in her presence. And he was very respectful and says, Woman, could I have some water? It was funny that the, the, Jesus knew this woman very well. First of all, she was a woman. And Jewish men at those days never talked to any woman, especially in public. Do you know what Jewish men used to pray every day in the morning and praise God for? They used to get up in the morning and pray, praise God for three things in the mornings. First, first, praise God that I am not a Gentile. And praise God that I'm not a slave. And praise you that I was not created a woman. This was the praise that every morning Jewish men used to give God. So it was very natural for them not to have anything to do with women. So first of all, he noticed that this, this is a woman. And second of all, she was a Samarian woman. That they would have never spoken to somebody who was a woman and a Samarian. Even if it was a man, you know, he would, even if he, she was a man, he wouldn't have spoken to him because he was Samarian. And the third of all, she didn't seem to be a very clean sort of living woman. Even the Samarian woman was very surprised that he's actually, she received some respect from Jesus. And she said, how is it possible for a Jewish man like you asking water from me? And today, if you want to be successful in bringing people to the Lord, when one of the most important points is that you have to put value on people and you have to respect them. You shouldn't wait until you find somebody who is a good class of person, has got enough money or enough education or a certain per, per, kind of person and then invite them to the church. A while ago, somebody said to me that I feel lonely here. And I said, why do you do that? I said, because I haven't, I haven't found anybody like me. <laughs> I was very surprised because uh, I thought you, you don't come to church to find somebody prestigious enough that is the same as you to have fellowship with. Jesus did not do that. He was a friend of the sinners. He was having dinner with people who weren't considered anybody's in those days. He went and saved people who were considered nobody's in those times. We have to look at people the same as Jesus did. 
I remember that before we actually came to know the Lord, we were not such a sort of high-class family. We, we didn't have much money. And in our house, there was quite a disharmony. It was like hell. There was always fighting in my household. And my mom and dad had separated. And our children went their own ways. And we were really evil and sort of uh, disobedient children. My brother Haik was the leader of uh, all the sinners. And, and then he, he would learn how to be mischievous and then taught it to me. And then there were neighbors who used to come and tell my mom off and say, why do you allow your kids to play with my kids? Because they, they teach them such bad things. We were from such a family. There was a guy a uh, very blessed uh, guy who was called Brother Levin who paid us some respect. He came forward. He started giving us um, about talk about Jesus and he was patient with us. He loved us. And then he led us to the Lord. When four of us from our family became um, became pastors of churches. And then many of us brought a lot of people to the Lord. My uh, oldest the brother became the head of the whole churches in Iran. And then he became the, uh, the bishop of uh, the whole churches in Iran. And he was a very respectful person. And that family, God, the Lord lifted them up. And, and then Brother Levon, there was a day that Brother Levon was actually, we were, uh, you know, we, Brother Levon was listening to us. Yeah. Of course, we are talking about the directorship of the church, Brother Levon was below us. Brother Levon once had to ask for, for a letter from me, and I was joking with him and saying that, no, I'm not going to give you the letter. <laughs> and then he said, do you remember what you used to be like when you were little? And then he says, I remember, but I'm not going to give you a letter. <laughs> he said, if I knew you were going to be so cheeky, I wasn't going to uh, lead you to the Lord. Of course, this was just a joke. <laughs> and the respect that we were shown brought us to the Lord. And today, if you want to be successful in evangelizing people, you have to show respect to people. The fourth thing that uh, Jesus used was that to look at the, he, her needs, and according to her need, he approached her. Something that was, um, was uh, close to her heart. He actually approached her. For example, the water was the most important thing to uh, this Samarian woman. She had come to fetch some water. And Jesus, he started talking about the water. And again, if you want to have success in our evangelism, we have, to, we have to note what is it in, uh, that makes people interested. For example, somebody loves football. You can approach him through football. Or, or if it's politics. 
Evet kalkakan üçünü çıksak ilahiyat huzur ustalığı yapamaz kınatsak depider hoş mu? Make connection through politics and then talk about Jesus. Yete cimun ila marşat karevore nae sirum undegat çıksak. Or if he's into sports then um, then you may be approached her through, the, through that. Yep karevore çun tavek en panerevore martik irans arjek entel. And make sure that you put some value on the things that people value. Mi ankamits mi kınatsak uğaki. You cannot just approach people and start talking about Jesus if there has been no connection. You have, there has to be some connection, or fellowship, friendship, step by step. Naturally, you make connections and friendship and then And the fourth thing is that Jesus tried to sort of um, keep uh, this lady interested. He started saying things that makes her uh, curious about it and started asking questions about it. The first thing she asked was, how come you, a Jewish man, is asking me for some water? And he says, you don't have any, anything to fetch water. How are you going to give me living water to drink? And then he says that this well is quite deep. How are you going to get the water? And he says, are you greater than our father Jacob? That he gave us the water to drink. Jesus did something to make this woman curious and starting asking questions about it. And then when we are giving testimonies or talking to people about Jesus, we have to uh, sort of uh, start them becoming curious. You have to get their attention and start asking questions. Let them ask questions from you. And then we can ask them questions. Evangelism is a connection that is made, it's a two-way connection. You have to listen to people and then answer the questions. It's, it's a, a, to be honest and to open ourselves in front of them. And this is very important if you want to have success in your, uh, your uh, bringing people to the Lord. I, I heard of this person who wanted to speak to people about Jesus. But he wasn't very wise. He was a hairdresser, a barber. And somebody went to have, uh, you know, his hair cut in his shop. And he said, can you please give me a shave on my face as well? <laughs> he started, uh, you know, putting soap on his face and he started sharpening the knives. The, the blade. And then while he was doing that, he started asking serious questions. <laughs> <And he's, laughs> Are you ready to die? <laughs> Because he wanted to start a conversation about Jesus. And then he wasn't joking. And then he, he thought, oh my goodness, it's a very serious matter and he's, he's going to kill me now. And then rushed out of the shop and escaped. Sometimes our methods is the same, you know, we approach people the way that makes them, you know, run, run them away from us. Jesus was very calm the way she, he approached. He didn't do it so that she would run away from him. And of course, at the beginning, she was so surprised that she was staying off. She said, you are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. We have no connection together. Who are you to ask me for water? But then she starts, you know, asking questions. She's more interested because the way Jesus is approaching is very gentle and step by step. And the fifth one was that it was very indirect the way Jesus approached her and talked to her. 
He said, if you knew who I am, and if you knew the grace of God, you would have asked for me for the living water. And then the woman says, yes, please, give it to me. Because I need this water. She hadn't realized completely what was he talking about. She hadn't realized the spiritual connotation in what he was saying. But what did Jesus say to him? She said, go and find, uh, call your husband. There was no connection. I said, what's got to do with my husband? I've asked you for the living water. So that you can satisfy me from inside. Why should I go and call my husband? Why are you uh, interested in my husband? But Jesus indirectly but very gently wanted to remind this woman of the sins he's been in. She's been in. He revealed, he, he knew the secret life of this woman. He knew about her sins. But he did not judge this person. His approach was loving and gentle. And then she confessed that she didn't have a husband. But this is very important that sometimes when we want to approach to people, we have to use indirect methods of doing that. He says that the, wisdom, the word of wisdom is like this. That you say the right thing at the right time in the right way to, to give it to people. And then another method that Jesus used was the encouraging and, and sort of uh, exalting way. When Jesus said, I don't have any husband, she, he said, you're right. You said it the truth. He was encouraging because she did tell the truth. He did see the good points in people. And then he was encouraging them because of that. And this is an important thing. And sometimes we forget that the people who don't know the Lord, they've got lots of positive points in them. And the way sometimes we approach these people as if we who have been saved are much higher than you are. I'm sure that you are all aware of a lot of people who are not Christians who sometimes live much better lives and much kinder lives than we do. It doesn't mean that just because we've accepted the grace of God and the salvation of God, it makes us any better than anybody else. We have accepted the grace of God and we've been saved. They haven't yet. But they have lots of positive and good points in them. A lot of, uh, there are a lot of sinners who are very polite and very good, very respectful sinners. And we have to approach them respectfully and then encourage them for their good points that they have. Who are you amongst you doesn't like encouragement and some word of flat, not flattery, but some words of uh, encouragement. You know that the miracle that's a little word of encouragement does in people, nothing else does. I'm not saying just to be insincere about the way you pay, um, you know, compliment to people. But if you see something good and it is true, then encourage them and compliment them with that. Uh, um, the uh, preacher says that I was giving my testimony to uh, somebody on a train. 
And the guy had uh, drank a lot of whiskey. And then he gave me some whiskey as well. And then I, I took the whiskey and I said, thank you. And he says, you're very kind to, to share this. I said, you're a very generous person to share your whiskey with me. And you are very generous. Because the way you gave your whiskey away to me was very generous. And the man was so happy. I just had a sip of the whiskey, he says. And then, when, and then because he realized that I've accepted him so with open heart then he was ready to listen to what I had to say about Jesus. Another thing he could have said was that no way we do not touch with whiskey. In the name of Jesus I rebuke Satan. I rebuke the spirit of whiskey. Of course, at that point, you've uh, lost that connection with this guy. You have to recognize the good points in people and you have it encouragement connect with these people. And then they will be ready to accept the message of Jesus. Let's see what's happening next. But now Jesus directly reminds this woman of the sins that she's been committing. First, indirectly, he approaches her. You don't, you don't have a husband. Well done. You're right, you're saying you don't have a husband. You're telling the truth. You're a truthful person. But you've had five so far. And the guy you're living with is not your husband. And then the woman was shocked. He knows everything. He knows that I've been married five times. And he knows that the guy I'm living with is not, mar- I'm not married to him. If the first thing that he said to her when he saw her was that you've had five husbands and the one you're living with, what do you think would have happened? She would just say that it's none of your business, you Jewish man. This is my personal life. I'm glad I'm doing it like that. But that's not the way he did it. But the way that he respected this woman and the love that she saw in him, the compliment that he paid her, made her sort of broken in the presence of Jesus. And then she realizes that he is a prophet. And then she got embarrassed in front of uh, Jesus. Why do you think Jesus said that to him? Because before he could save her, she had to recognize that she was a sinner. And he put his finger where it hurt. And then he showed her where it's really hurting. And that moment, he knew what her need was. But the story goes on just a little bit longer. What else does he does Jesus use? He uses one other method here. He starts answering questions that this woman has. Yes, this woman said that, is that right that you are a prophet? But then she realizes that he is somebody special, but then she changes the subject. All of a sudden she becomes a very religious person. She didn't want to speak about her past or her husband's. All of a sudden she starts asking very, um, you know, religious questions. She says that you Jewish people say that we have to worship the Lord in Jerusalem. But our fathers say that we have to worship the Lord in our own mountain. I don't know the difference. What is it? But remember that look at 
the way that Jesus is walking with this woman. He doesn't, he doesn't tell her, look, you know, you have to be embarrassed of what you're saying. Be ashamed. Don't run away from the truth. Let's concentrate on your sins and your husband's first. He doesn't do that. He says, okay, she's talking about worshiping the Lord. And he beautifully explains to her the true meaning of worship. I think uh, Again, he does this respectfully. And then the way he's talking to her so that it's digestible for her. And then he, he answers the correct answer to the questions. If I go to Brother Charles as a doctor, as he's a doctor, and I am sick, and then I ask him a question like this. I where did you get the instrument that you're going to operate on me? Where, which country did you get this from? <laughs> and and the, 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 the medical clothing that you're wearing, uh, how much did you buy a meter for that? <laughs> and how much <laughs> do you earn a month? What do you think he's going to say? He's going to say that you are a sick person. Why do you bother about my personal things? You tell me what is your sickness and I'll tell you what is the solution. Isn't that how it is? Because when I go to see a doctor, my need isn't to know how much he's earning and where he's getting his clothes from. Yes, she did run away from the story that the Jesus was saying. She started a religious story altogether. But he walked with her. And then he entered her world. And then the most beautiful, um, you know, teaching that he gave her about worshipping the Lord. You woman. It doesn't matter. It is not in Jerusalem or this mountain that you worship the Lord. God is a spirit. And the most important thing is that whoever worships the Lord worships in spirit and in truth. And the Lord God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And then this woman, you know, felt as if she was of some value when he, Jesus, answered her question. And then at the end, Jesus used another method. Right at the right time, uh, he got um, results. She didn't even know who it was that he was speaking to her. Maybe this conversation took a few hours. But Jesus had not introduced himself yet. And then she says, yes, 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 I know what you are saying is wonderful. One day when Jesus comes, he will tell us about all the truth. We are waiting for Jesus to come so that he can reveal all this to us. And now is the time for Jesus to introduce himself. And he says, uh, when the oven is hot, put the Bake the bread. She was ready to receive. And he says that the person who is talking to you is the same Messiah. It's Jesus who is speaking to you. And then she says, oh, it's you. So remember, this woman walked step by step towards it. 
Who was Jesus at the beginning? The first time uh, that Jesus met her, who was Jesus? He was just an unclean um, Jewish man. And then little by little, when he got to know, she got to know him. Who did he become? A prophet. She said, you are a prophet. You are a teacher, sorry. And a bit later, what did he become to her? You become a prophet. He became a prophet to her. And then now, who is Jesus at the end of this conversation? He was the Messiah. The same Jesus and Messiah who all the books have written about him. She put her uh, pot down and then run off. And then she ran off into people and said, come and see, I have found Jesus. Isn't this Jesus who told me what I've done? And then the whole town, um, Jesus would put it upside down. And then people, a lot of people came and got to know Jesus. And then two, three people, days, Jesus stayed there to tell them about him. And do you know why, what they said to her at the end? He says, not because of what you're saying, O woman. We have met him now. We know that he is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. When one person becomes, their lives become up and down, upside down, then she is able to bring a lot of people to the Lord. I believe that if we use the same method as Jesus did, Jesus, oh God, will use us in bringing people to the Lord. Pray that the Lord will really teach us uh, the right method of bringing people to the Lord. And then in following meetings as well, we will continue the same theme. I believe that we have lots of friends, family, relatives who are waiting to listen to, um, you know, to the word of God. And it is our responsibility to talk to them about Jesus and to bring them into Jesus. And we believe that if we continue praying for this and then we become united in this and we use the same, these methods that Jesus used, the Lord, I'm sure, will give us results. Let's pray right now. for our relatives, friends, neighbors. And let's pray that we can be a powerful witnesses to Jesus. And may God give us wisdom. His love. And the same vision that Jesus had, may we have it too. And we believe that if we continue in the method, uh, we will be successful. Even if you haven't been able to bring one person to the Lord so far, don't be disappointed. Don't say that this is not something I do. Don't say that you've been rejected too many times. I believe that the Lord is able to use each one of us. If any of you feel the need to be united with me in this prayer, 
Եվ նա մեզի կանչեր է, որ իրա համար պտղափեր դառնանք։ որ հավատում են, որ այս աղոտքի մեջ կարող ենք մի ապանվենք իրար հետ։ Ոտքի կանգնենք եւ աղոթենք։ Ահ, բրկիջոս։ Հալելույա։ Երկնավոր աստված։ Heavenly Father Մենք հավատում ենք, որ ամեն մարդկանց սրտի բանալիները քո ձերքերի մեջ են։ Եկել ենք քո առաջիտ խոնարվում ենք։ Աղոթում ենք, որ դու քո ճանապարները մեզից ցույց տաս։ Մեր շրջապատում շատերը կան, որ այսօր անառակ են դարձել։ Կորացեն։ Հիվանդեն։ Խաղություն չունեն։ Ուրախ չեն։ Ոչ մի բան իրան չի բավարարացնում։ Nothing satisfies them։ Անտանիական ճնշումների մեջ են ինգել։ They are in uh, you know family disharmony։ Եվ տարբեր տակնապներ իրանց տանջում են։ And then there are different things that takes their peace away from them։ Ոչ մի բան այս աշխարհը չի կարող իրանց սպարքևի։ Nothing in this world can give them peace։ Ամեն ինչ ունային է։ Everything is meaningless. There is no hope. And how many of our friends and relatives go through uh, eternal damnation without you? Lord, I'm certain there is so many Samaritan women who are around us that we haven't paid them any attention. We haven't given them value and haven't gone after them. We haven't respected them. We haven't loved them. We haven't got to know them at all. Lord, have mercy on us. Շնորհքը պարգևիր։ Give us the grace, Lord. Այդ իմաստությունը պարգևիր։ Give us the wisdom. Այդ սուրբոկոցությունը պարգևիր։ Then the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Եվ ճանապարհները ցույց տուր մեզ։ And show us the way. Եվ մեզի օպտեր օկնիր որ կարողանանք հաջողվենք։ And help us to be successful. Եվ առաջնորդիր մեզի։ And lead us, Lord. Որու մեր մոտ գնանք։ So so that we can recognize Եվ ինչպես նրանց այդ խոսենք։ And how to approach them. Եվ մեր պատկամ ինչպես նրանց սրտի խորքերի մեջ ներս մտնի։ Դու ասել ես ինձի հետևեք, ես ձեզի մարդկանց որսորդ կան եմ։ Ով աստված մեզ մարդկանց որսորդ հարա։ Հոգիներ դուր մեզի։ Հոգիներ շահելու մեջ մեզի հաջողություն պարգևի։ Հավատում եմ, որ դու մեր աղոթքը լսում ես։ We believe that you listen to our prayers. Եվ հավատում եմ, որ այդ հաջողությունները կպարգևես մեզ։ And we believe that you will give us success. Որովհետև Հիսուս Քրիստոսի անունով ենք խնդրում։ Because we prayed in Jesus name. Ամեն։ Ամեն։ Հալելույա։ Դեր Սուպերգիջոս։